0: If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long term effect of too much information? Information, information. I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Sixth, Sense the Sixth Sense Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nicoloff and Darnell Samuels. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk, bro. Bill C10. Yeah, man.
1: It's, it's only a matter of time before, you know, I, my, my content's not Canadian now. Well, promoted as Canadian. That's why
0: you got to fight the power. Yes, sir. Right? We got to fight the power, right? So uh, today we are talking about Bill C10 and uh, the limiting of uh, freedom online. So we'll be looking at freedom that like of speech. freedom of speech online. So Bill C-10 and uh, does Canadian content need saving? And uh, will more Canadian content make us a better country? So though those are kind of the underlining themes we're going to hit in this conversation. But first things first, I pop up, freaks all the honeys, them playboy bunnies, those wanting monies. We're going to have to talk about our YouTube channel. Uh-oh, we jump into this. Um, because it transitions into this conversation. Um, this affects us. Um, now our YouTube channel, will be I'll be honest. I don't know if Joel wants to be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, we we've neglected our uh YouTube channel. Actually, here, actually here's a joke. Um, I didn't even know we had one um for a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> I, I didn't even know we had a YouTube channel until um uh, I, I can't remember. I found it by accident um, <laughs> just because, just because, you know, when I, when, when we started, my whole mindset was on um, doing podcasts, um, okay. audio, right. Mm-hmm. Doing it through the audio. And so now everybody's telling me like, Oh, like you need to start doing it um, through, through video as well and, and, and getting on YouTube and getting on that tip. So, uh what what we did during the break is we we started to uh, revive resurrect <laughs> blow the spirit of of life into our YouTube page in the name of Jesus <laughs> that's what we did so basically what we did was um what we're doing um we're not we're not video yet we're working towards that one day um but, but what we wanted to do with the YouTube page was create a playlist and create snippets from the show uh, and then eventually create uh, like these playlists of these theme that, that we, themes that we constantly hit on the show. So for example, there's a playlist that is about indigenous issues. There is a playlist on economics and theology of romance. There's a playlist on histography. There's a playlist on economics, and there's a playlist on critical race theory. Now, of course, you you guys already know though, those you know those those things are going to grow. We're we're 114, 115 episodes deep, so it's just a matter of going back through our catalog and then basically curating these six cent support um, six cent support list playlists, or you can almost say curriculums almost say curriculums on these specific issues so please look out for that subscribe check it out yeah and uh
1: you know shout out to to you know the uh, team or, or intern that we got helping us that mm-hmm. we definitely gotta gotta give respect to, to the work that's being mm-hmm. done there yeah, Definitely our, appreciate our t- that yeah
0: yeah 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 so so we're, we're working hard to uh, make our YouTube page uh, more usable, more user friendly. Uh, again, we have a lot of cool stuff on it that you won't necessarily get on our uh, our six Sense Report page just because uh, YouTube makes it a little bit easier to, to post snippets. Uh, so we have some stuff on the Indian Act and property rights, relationship welfare, uh, why marriage is a business, love in marriage, uh, and then why is economics called the dismal science. Right, and then the Abraham Abraham Kendi uh, issues as well. We talked about Abraham Kendi,
1: and and if uh, you are, you know, a uh, 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 avid YouTuber, you can also listen to the podcast. You know, obviously still image, but you know, not video podcast, but, but the podcast episodes will be publishing there as well. Which those have been there for a while, but yeah, 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 the, they've been Darn yeah, I been there for a while, yeah, adding, yeah, they've been there
0: for a while, yeah, you know, yeah. We also had a, a snippets on um, from, like I said, the Abraham Kendi episode, the problem with Abraham Kendi's definition of anti-racism, where Abraham Kendi fails as a historian, and anti-racism economics is pro-slavery economics. And so, subscribe. Yeah, and and I hope you know
1: these shorter segments of our previous episodes will be maybe something the audience can share with others um, that's a little bit more uh, palatable to somebody to be like, Hey, I want you to check out what these guys have to say about something particular. Um, so hopefully yes, those will be ways point. for the listener to to introduce friends, family, others to to our content. If you see something like, um, you know, word of mouth at this point is, is really the best promotion, especially with the, and in the future
0: it will be the only promotion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we're on our uh, blockchain website and, you know, black market broadcasting all that stuff
0: got to go underground man (laughs) all right so yeah so guys again uh please subscribe uh like the video uh click the bell leave a comment uh let let, let's uh let's start to expand and and build um yeah and
1: and on that note you know if you like our episodes you like what we're talking about you know rate us Give us a you know rating uh if if you like us give us a five star rating on on iTunes or whatever your podcast catcher is uh like our episodes share them you know whatever you, you know if you like what we do help us um build our audience that'd be great help great. a brother out yeah so um you know what what when did you find out about bill c10 like what did it shock you what, what like how did that come about for you getting
0: exposure to it um When we had to do an episode on it (laughs) (laughs) i don't my my policy and i i tell this everybody man my policy is that i don't if you if anybody follows me online like my thing is like i don't i don't engage with social no not such social issue i i I don't really deal with controversy i don't i don't i don't engage with controversy until it comes to my doorstep Mm. like that's just my policy like i like like, usually I'm like watching NBA highlights. I'm doing push ups, pull ups, skipping, <laughs> eating, um, watching cartoons, uh, doing homework, washing dishes. Like, there's no time. There's no time for um, uh, mix up and controversy. So, when, when it comes to my doorstep, then I'll tackle it then. When it actually, when I mean by doorstep, I mean like once it affects me personally, then, um, then I gotta, you know, I gotta pull my guns out. And then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So so what made you talk about this then? Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was scary, actually. Um, yeah. B- Bill uh, C10 was scary when I really looked into it. And I was like, okay, this is not good. This is serious. Now it's time for me. Like I just finished saying, I was not paying attention. Now I'm like, okay, um, I need to pay attention now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah. I think
1: I've been, I mean, I've been following it really for a while because I would say there's very strange things, not just with the bill, like I have criticisms of the bill, but there's been things in this bill that have just constantly evolved in ways that are like, this is so sketchy. Um, And and for anyone who's really paying attention, Bill C-36 as a follow-up sort of confirms a lot of, to some extent, maybe the worst fears with Bill C-10. Uh, The biggest thing for me that I think stood out Uh, that was sort of controversy around it was it, the original bill had excluded um, user generated content, which, so that would mean like my Facebook page, your Facebook page would not qualify under this regulation. Um, And so for the listener, Bill C-10 is basically giving the CRTC uh, um, the legislative power or the responsibility to, regulate canadian content um and without getting too much into it we there's just there's so many aspects to this that just say like to me speak like why, we don't even really understand what this bill does because it's so vague and so um broad that it really depends on the benevolence of your dictate. I mean your your leaders as to how it will be used
0: yeah, I, I think if if I if we can capture the heart of it, um, so you guys could walk away with something, uh, I'd say that uh, they claim, and actually uh, I'm taking this from um Sam'say's article on uh Bill C10, and it, and it says uh they claim Bill C10 is merely designed to establish a level playing field between streaming platforms like Netflix, Spotify, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. And uh, and of course, traditional uh, broadcasters. Uh, the bill suggests it's not fair for traditional media to comply with Canadian regulations when streaming platforms do not. Uh, and so the idea is that there's regulations, of course, obviously uh, for for Canadians, but the U.S. don't have to deal with those regulations, so they get an advantage in the competition between um, them the American media outlets and Canadian one because the Canadian ones are regulated. So if Bill C-10 passes, streaming platforms will receive a special tax and they would be forced to produce, broadcast, and promote Canadian content to make supposedly Canadian content more discoverable for consumers. So essentially what the bill is trying to do is trying to uh, get rid of the competition, which is American, and try to level the playing field by promoting uh, more Canadian content. Now, I think this was, this was shocking to me, Joel. <laughs> when I did my research, I had, to, I had to put this in my notes. And so, so Heritage Minister uh, Stephen Gilbo, uh, he said in a CTV News interview, he said this about the bill. This law should apply to people who are broadcasters who act like oh sorry this sorry this law should apply to people who are broadcasters or who act like broadcasters. So if you have uh, a YouTube channel with millions of viewers and your uh, and your revenues high, then at some point the CRTC, which is the Canadian Radio Television and Telecommunic- Telecommunications Commission, so the CRTC will be asked to put a threshold on on the money that you're making from YouTube. But we're talking about broadcasters here. We're not talking about everyday citizens posting stuff on their YouTube channels. So
1: those are the words that someone has said describing the bill. The criticism of the bill would be the bill does not make those statements clear, that that, that those statements hold true. That's why I said it, you know, the the criticism is that it depends on the benevolence of the dictator as to how it's enforced. Because what do you think is Canadian content? Is not what we do Canadian content? Yes, it is, actually. It doesn't qualify. What are are you talking about, man? Success makes change, baby. Yeah. No, no. When it they're required to promote 50% Canadian content. But of course oh, so this is so, so that's good for us, no? No, no. We won't qualify because we're not <laughs> we're not Canadian in terms of the content that they want to promote as Canadian. So okay. again, this is the problem. It go it, it's so vague that it becomes at the will of the person in in control of the power. Um and and this is where you know, my, my position on the CRTC is the entire thing should be abolished and destroyed. The CRTC really? is the reason why Canadians pay the most amount of money for cell phone and internet bills in North America. Really? We have a monopoly that is enforced, or it's an oligopoly, that is enforced by the CRTC.
0: Sorry, what's an, what's an
1: oligopoly? Oligopoly is essentially a small group. So monopoly is single company, and oligopoly is like a handful of companies. Rogers Bell, tell us. We have an oligopoly in telecom and the, the reason for it is the CRTC. They are the gatekeeper to the industry. If you were to abolish the CRTC and some other changes what I won't get into, Canadians would be actually able to enter into a free market. But, but guess what? When you buy your TV package that means you wouldn't be required to have a basic package that included 50% Canadian channels that you don't watch. <laughs> no YTV? Oh, you might watch YTV, so you'd yeah, be willing to Yeah, I like, pay I like, for like it. YTV. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, I'm not saying those all of those channels won't exist, but but essentially, Canadian tax dollars are subsidizing Canadian content that not enough Canadians want to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. And And yeah. it's the CRTC to blame. Yeah, good point. I, I think, I guess you know, from the theological side, like as Christians, like like this this Bill C ten doesn't come out of nowhere. Like it still has, uh, it almost has, uh, it mirrors the Bill C six, uh, where the bill that criminalizes biblical teachings on homosexuality, and so, right, so 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 these things are consistent. I mean,
1: potentially, this could be used to say any pastor's sermon that speaks about homosexuality in a sinful manner is Mm. pulled off of the internet
0: Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that kind of fascinated me from looking at this was uh so the heritage minister Stephen uh uh i was just it kind of threw me i was like heritage heritage i'm like that's a job i was like that's a thing And so I had to look it up. And so for some of you guys are listening, like, wait, what heritage minister? I don't know. what I never heard of that before. It sounds interesting. But so the heritage minister, the minister of uh, Canadian heritage is the minister of the crown who heads Canadian heritage and the the department of the government of Canada responsible for culture, media, sports, and the arts. And uh, I, I thought it was fascinating. That the Minister of Heritage, who's responsible for the culture, media, sports, and the arts, is not connected with the culture of media. <laughs> like, like, the fact that they're working against it, it fascinates me that, but it's your job to be a part of the culture and promote the culture, but it seems like he's working against that. And especially like the first part, he is like for YouTube channels, and that's why we opened up with the YouTube because we're like, well, for those of you who have YouTube channels, and you know, you start to bring money in, um, then we'll tax that, and then even then, um, promoting good Canadian shows and not promoting certain Canadian shows, um, yeah, it's kind of scary, um, to yeah that that we would have the government actually working against our little startup show like even think about it like he said he said he said he said um uh what was it at Uh, some point journalists i think it was easy he said um for those people who are broadcasters Mm -hmm. like oh not not regular people but i'm like well that's that that line is blurred now because of mics and and uh pop um and podcast platforms that whole line is blurred between broad broad the broadcaster and a regular citizen right because a, a guy who goes to ryerson for journalism um graduates you know goes to work at the star for five years and then says you know what forget this i'm gonna do my own thing um kind of like the brandon Gone show um and he used to be on cp24 now he's doing his own thing independently like Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well, a broadcaster on YouTube that's getting a lot of followers and, and so forth. So you're really looking at um, us trying to think about well, what's the line between a broadcaster and a person? In a sense, well,
1: whatever makes you big enough that you're the competition for mainstream media, right? That's yeah. the line, right? They want to regulate the competition because if if COVID hasn't t- if COVID's taught you anything. The government is all about controlling the narrative, right? And they can't control the narrative. They're losing mainstream media. Major, you know, whether that's C B C, which is, you know, basically, you know, government broadcasting, and and C T V or all the other those media entities for the last fifty years, hundred years have had so much influence on the culture and the narrative, what's talked about, what's not talked about, and let's just say the internet in general, but YouTube and things like that, podcasts are removing that influence and power. This is about returning power away from the market, mm-hmm. away from the free market, away from Joe Schmo, who says, I'm going to plug in a microphone to my computer and start recording. Mm-hmm. Now, I, ob- think I was going to say, obviously, always- if you're, you're too small, they don't waste their time because if, if everybody who, you know, put up a, Ten-minute rant onto their, you know, YouTube page was regulated. Well, then you'd have everybody standing up against this bill. But what they 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 essentially marginalize just enough people that not enough people are complaining.
0: I think. Well, I think the heart of the issue that the minister, the the heritage minister, is getting at, Mister Gibble, is that uh, we need saving. Um, so the idea of our media needs saving and not necessarily from bad content, like, right. Okay. Like, yeah, there might be hateful content. That's one side of the coin. But then the main argument that they're, they're, they're the main narrative they're promoting in in the public is that, um, we need more, uh, Canadian Promotion, and so Trudeau's uh, minister says the internet censorship bill will make Canadians safer. My job is to ensure the safety and security of the Canadian population, and so and that's from you the uh, like, post millennial article, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the post millennial, and no, I'll have that. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, so what, what do you think, Joel, in regards to um, like the the reach of Canadian content? Um, not necessarily um, censorship, but just the promotion of of Canadian content. To well, save it, I,
1: I think. I I mean, I go back to my point. I think the I think it's just cloaked speech is what. Like, I don't. I think he's this. I mean, I think this guy is extra exceptionally slimy. I don't trust a word that comes out of his mouth. Oh man, come on, Joel. Man, give the guy a, show a little grace, man. Man, the guy has not done anything. Like if you and that's the thing is like that's actually what's made me most concerned about BLC 10 is every time he opens his mouth to talk about it, you know, he's squirming. And, you know, if he gets a really tough question, you know, he's basically trying to give an answer that will not have a follow up question that will sort of make it go away, but doesn't really say anything. Like he's not answering tough questions when he's asked what qualifies as Canadian content. Just a bunch of word salad comes out of his mouth that doesn't mean anything. Because this bill, again, if you look at Bill C-36 as the follow-up bill, Bill C-36 is talking about charging people like 20000 for first offense, 50000 for a second offense for hate speech online. And, you know, from the, so we have a, sorry, I'll go back to your question, but I'll, I'll talk about the C-36 a little bit more. I think, to be honest, it's not about saving Canadian content. It's about saving the Liberals' view of where they want Canada to go. And so it's about shaping the Canadian content so that the culture will follow the content. And so to me, the heritage minister should be primarily focusing on Canada's past and preserving the things of the past that are of substance. So, I mean, that's sort of what the heritage that that word sort of speaks to and so the things like statues you know take the the crazy statue controversy that we've had with heads being chopped off pulled down all these wouldn't it not be wise potentially to move some of those statues in controversial places maybe into a museum as an artifact like to me that's a a heritage minister's role how do we preserve our heritage maybe the things that aren't so great about our heritage If if the culture so deems, it doesn't mean we should tar and feather those statues. But maybe there's a different place. Maybe they shouldn't be in a public park. Maybe they should get moved to a museum. To me, that's the kind of content that seems to be in his peer view. But the focus of uh, our heritage minister is, in my opinion, shaping the future, not actually preserving our heritage.
0: Yeah, no, that that's it's a a good point. I think, I think, yeah, just looking into the future and and seeing. Uh, potentially what can be and i think but in 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 the present i think looking at how they're coming about trying to solve this problem of promoting canadian content and i think that like for us do we need saving does this canadian content need saving i would say no you know it doesn't um it doesn't it doesn't need saving what it needs is competition Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sam say, said in his article, um, he summed it up pretty well. And he said, um, Bill C-10 wouldn't advance the interests of Canadian content creators or consumers. It would advance the interests of Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party. And so I don't see them trying to protect us trying to protect the, uh, the, the, the Sixth Sense report. And I think that when you look at the, um, the CRTC, right, when you look at the CRTC and what they've already done, right, which is um, they already, so they basically regulate, for those who don't know at home, they basically regulate the TV and radio. Right. So when we look at the Broadcasting Act, um, the last time it was reformed was 1991. So essentially, what the Broadcasting Act does it it, it promotes Canadian content. um, It was created to um, try to overcome, you know, U.S. media in Canada. Uh, Right. So so the idea of Bill C10 is to update our Broadcasting Act to make it. Um, more applicable to today in trying to make our Canadian content more competitive with the Netflixes and the Spotify's and the YouTube. Um, and they would do that, of course, by uh, prom- getting it to promote Canadians. So the CRTC, um, what they do right now, presently, uh, so 35% of it regulates the Canadian um, airtime. So it promotes. So, thirty-five percent of like radio should be promoting, um, or is promoting Canadian music, right? So, right now it's thirty-five percent, and I got this stats from uh, JJ McCulloch's show on YouTube, and he was pointing out that yeah, it's thirty-five percent right now. So it's not this isn't like estimating in the future. Right now, they're promoting. Um, or they're they're forcing Canadian radio to promote thirty five percent of of Canadian music. Which some people might be sitting there saying, "Oh, th- that's great," but I'll get to my point. Um, is it more now? And then when it comes to TV, it's fifty percent. They're they're pushing you know Canadian shows to promote fifty percent Canadian uh, Canadian shows, right? Mm-hmm. and that's and that's um that's what they're doing right now so think about it once bill c10 does pass um and they have more um influence again what do you would you suspect that would look like when they're trying to force more canadian content yes it sounds great for us as six and support because that's part of our brand promoting canadian content and that's why six Sense support was created because um. That was a problem. I agree with Trudeau. Um, too many of our peers know more about Canadian, uh, more about American life and American media and about American politics than than they do their own country, which was scary. So we created the Six Sense Report to promote Canadian values, so people were, are aware of what's going on in their country and not just looking in the, over their neighbor's backyard.
1: What What's funny, of course, though, is like you know, you look back to remember when Leslin Lewis was was running for the Conservative Party and nah, no, not
0: really but go ahead
1: okay so uh i think there's an article by true north that found kamala harris was talked about like oh yes a hundred yeah. or yeah, like ten yeah, times that. the amount right so we that that we brought that up on the show at some point but the point the i'm trying malcolm to get show the Can, yeah, Candice malcolm was on yeah candace malcolm um you know yeah that's right we were talking to her about it because it was her article um yeah she came on the show for it yeah and, and and you know do you think that they would regulate CBC on talking about the U.S.? No, of course not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go after you know basically the company who they foot the bill for and and basically pay them to be their propagandists, right? So this is where at the end of the day, as much as we talk like they puff up the purposes, you know e- these politicians are playing politics, right? Like what? I and and this is unfortunately the way politics works it's about public perception more than it is about actually making change, right? Like if a yep. politician has to choose between what's actually the most effective and what will get him the most praise, nine out of 10 politicians are going to pick most praise every time.
0: Right. And actually I, I would add to that, Joel, that um, like this whole B- bill C 10 is all from a lobbyist group. Right. Mm. And so like, like we talked about public, Public choice theory um, before, and then public choice theory is when um, you have a group of people, uh, just a, yeah, a lobbyist group, basically um, pandering to the government and getting what they want um, put in place over the majority of the people. Um, and so, like this whole bill is contrary to to what uh, benefits most Canadians, but because of the lobbyist group. Uh, Friends of Canada, Canada Broadcast, Broadcasting. Um, that's the name of the group. Uh, yeah, Friends of Canadian Broadcasting. And so, yeah, as a lobbyist group, they they are involved in promoting Bill C ten and um, appropriately appropriately named Friends of uh, Canadian Broadcasting. And so, this is this is how politics is played, guys. So please pay attention. And we mention this all the time. Yeah, a lot of these policies don't come in because everybody's asking for it, but just a few people are asking for it and the few people with a lot of money. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and and I would say a few people who also have a vested interest in maintaining CBCs.
0: Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. Place yeah, of yeah, prominence,
1: yeah. right? Friends of CBC really means friends of the propagandists.
0: You know, but, anyways, w- w- I have a question, Joel. <laughs> sure. where, where are the friends of Sixth Sense support, man? <laughs>
1: um, hopefully, they're liking, sharing yeah, the yeah, sure. podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> us and a then
1: view <laughs> on iTunes, you know, that stuff. Um, yeah. You can hit pause, come back, you
0: know, do your thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so, with um, in light of, uh, so for example, the whole idea of Canadian content, right? So, we just talked about um, how, does Canadian content need saving but uh but the Im- the implication is that Trudeau's pushing is that um c- does Canadian content make us a better country? Would you say us having more Canadian content would help us be a better country? I think
1: having more content
0: is less valuable than
1: high quality content so pack that. Uh, quality, quality over quantity, right? So, use Drake as an example. Drake being a Canadian who his perform is at basically the top of his class, is going to inspire more Canadians than seeing a really crappy TV show that's being forced onto my TV through taxpayer dollars. Now, they would, are, and this is what I would actually say, um, I know what the response to me is going to be, and I think it's a very, very bad approach. So the response is the same thing they do with electric vehicles. Essentially, you're subsidizing a product that is not financially viable on its own. In order to create further development and grow the industry. The problem is that you actually overproduce instead of innovating. So, so take a, you know, take, take us for an example. If we received the special funding because we qualified as Canadian, would that potentially prevent us from developing further so that we actually did that on our own? Because now we have less incentive to continue developing and growing because we've made it in quotation marks because we've now, and, and, you know, people might say, Oh, what are you talking to me? The real place to spend the money is not on publishing low quality content. It's actually investing in the development of people so that they become high-quality content and they, don't, they blow the competition out of the water. Their approach, in my opinion, is to give these creators money via the tax dollars, via forcing them to be on TV, is what's going to grow the industry. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's the same failure, in my opinion, of the electric car industry. The biggest problem with electric vehicles is the, is the technology and batteries. Mm -hmm. So rather than further research, we develop products that are not yet viable. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's the same issue. And and I would say government does it all over the place because all they see are revenue problems. Oh, let's solve the revenue problem. Circa minimum wage, right? Oh, this electric vehicles, they don't have enough revenue. Let's give them more money. Canadian content producers. Oh, they're not, you know, they can't do it full time because they don't make enough money. Oh, let's give them more money. It fails miserably to recognize that quality and developing the quality of the content Mm -hmm. is what produces high-quality content.
0: Mm -hmm. I I agree. Um, Yeah, I totally agree uh, that we have to. It's all about having competition, and and I think that's the economic principle that um, that that I would like the listeners to take away. That you know, competition makes things better so competition between producers uh lead to better products right because you're always just trying to get better right and so for example um like joel said he mentioned drake right uh drake didn't need any help yeah yeah okay fine he got a co-sign from but other than that um how many right
1: how many years ago was that Uh,
0: like, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. But, yeah, but he can make an argument. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, yeah, okay, let no, just make it over the door. Point. Yeah, but hold on, let me get back to my point. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah, so, so Drake, right? You know, he, you know, he, he did his thing. And then you, even like you look at the weekend, he's a big deal. Uh, Bieber is a big deal. Um, we see even in Canadian hoops, right? And for a long time, you know, uh, Canadian basketball was pretty weak. Um, but now, um, you know, Ontario's a, the GTA is a hotbed for for producing some of the best um, talent in the NBA and the way they overcame their American competitors, because that's that was Drake's competition. That's every Amer. that's every Canadian musician's competition. That's every uh, Canadian athlete's competition is American. But we look at what they've done and they've overcome that by by just getting better and, and competing against their competition. Uh, mm-hmm. Right and so kill your competition instead of asking the government to eliminate them. Well, um, I think sorry, and I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, that I'm and I'm just curious. Uh, when it comes to Canadian content, do you do you do you take in Canadian content? Do you watch Canadian TV shows, Joel? Just one. It's called the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right okay well you well then you're part of the problem well part of the problem what what i mean is
1: like um uh i consider hockey a canadian game
0: yeah no that's fine but i'm I'm talking i'm not i'm talking about like just shows like radio
1: shows and and tv shows um, i i would say i mean i really don't watch a lot of tv anymore I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I basically watch sports. That's why I said, like, I I watch hockey. Like, hockey is okay. the one thing that I consume, you know, okay. regularly from a okay. content perspective. Okay,
0: so to flip this on the on its head, I watch. I watch. A, I I fell in love with a Canadian show. Okay, what's that? Uh, the show is called Anne with an E. Okay. And with an E. I know the ladies are probably like, oh my gosh, you watch this, Anne yeah I know it's one of those Netflix uh, nights with with uh, with my wife um, so um, it so and with an E uh, it's basically uh, about this little girl uh, and it takes place she's an orphan she gets adopted by this old couple uh, named the Cuth- the Cuthberts and, she, and and basically it takes place in um I think pEI. And it's an old story, it's an old storybook, an old Canadian author, and takes place in Canada, um, but it, it was just a really well done show that I actually fell in love with it and I wanted more of. And I was just like, wow, I never realized that I could enjoy um, a Canadian show that definitely has feminine feel to it, but it, it was really good. So the point again is, you know, just if you produce good content, then there's no need for uh, government intervention, so Joel, on this whole issue, what would you say? What What's your two cents on it?
1: Um. Well, I, I I'll say um, I I think I can I can finish with a little bit of hope, and then I'll give my two cents. The little bit of hope is that um, you know, the bill is not yet passed. It's with the senators, um, which most people may not even realize. We have that part of our uh, government. You know, just because it made it through. Uh, I think it was the House of Commons. Um, it still has to go through the Senate. Um, so yeah, I passed the bill, the House of Commons, June 22nd. Now it's with the Senate. They are basically working on it, but my understanding is that they rise for the summer, or some terminology like that. And if an election is called in the fall, the bill dies. Because um, it won't have passed before this elect- the election. And so, what's What's very interesting, let's say as a counter, is that Trudeau's also being very critical of the Senate right now, which is kind of scary. He's talking about how our Senate doesn't work very well. And so um, there, there, the point I'm trying to bring up is that there is some other aspects to this bill that's sort of going on as well that have both optimism and pessimism. Because it, what, it, it sort of makes me wonder what else is he going to try to do or what else is going to try to fix? So, my two cents is that this bill actually represents a lot of Trudeau and a lot of his approach. Um, I think he is, uh, I mean, in the simplest sense, just look at COVID. They have treated the entire Canadian population like kids. Complete paternalism, right? Telling... Everybody, what to do, rather than informing people on the risks, the you know what to be concerned about, what to you know how to concern yourself. No, everything is legislated. Tell you what to do. Shut things that you know. It's it's treating everybody like children, and that nobody can make decisions for themselves. To me, that's the same thing this bill is doing. It's we can't allow people to see content we don't like, so we need to be able to regulate it so that the children don't get exposed to the wrong thing um I think it's cloaked in you know political speak about protecting Canadians and you know the far right is rising up and we need to blah 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 I think it's 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 just a very concerning time and and you know hopefully like some of the court cases that are going on with COVID, I have a little bit of hope that maybe the senators, there's a quote from one of the senators that basically had said, um, our committee should hear from legal experts, persons with perspective on all sides of this issue to determine if this bill and its provision are actually fully compliant with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You know, it's, it's I think right now Canada is in such a crucial time with regards to our charter because we will see if it actually has any substance to it. Um, You know, the other part of that that's coming to mind is the Adamson barbecue court case. Uh, Although yesterday, uh, well, I shouldn't say yesterday, but they'll know now. Uh, On June 28th, he was supposed to start giving their arguments to defend his case, and the judge basically made a procedural argument that they weren't in the right jurisdiction or something. And now they have to refile some stuff. It's a, it's a complete gong show because, but so there's things like that, that, that sort of go in the other direction to go, well, what are we doing here with regards to the the law and actually, you know, forcing government actors to follow the, you know, the ultimate law of the land, if you want to think of it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this bill is just another sort of, um stone or another block that, that needs to be evaluated and really is going to tell us, you know, where is the direction of this country going? And do they actually can value the concept of our charter of rights and freedoms? But what about you? What's your what's your two cents on this? What do you think the what do you want to leave the audience with?
0: I think that this is definitely going to be a, a turning point in this country's history. If Bill C-10 comes to pass now, um, that will be a nail in the coffin of freedom for Canadians and possibly the Sixth Sense Report. So, like, uh, fighting Bill C-10 doesn't just uh, come by voting the voting ballot, but by liking, subscribing, sharing, and, if possible, financially supporting your favorite shows. That's it. That's all I got to say.
1: Sixth Sense Makes Change
0: But you heard me Does that make sense Madden and Mitchell Media